Shoot Your Shot Sports presents If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hey, welcome back. It's Devin and Wes here with our new title. Devin, why don't you tell yeah, so if you haven't seen on Twitter and Facebook yet, we have a new alias we're going under, if it has a score. So we went with wordplay on sports scores and music, television, musicals, video games, podcasts, yeah, scores. scores yeah. Yes. Score. So, so there you go. So if it has a score, sweet. we talk about it. That's the slogan. And... And we're going to talk about it. Yes. Right now, so let's, here. We're going to get right into it. On this September 28th, welcome. Um, so, <laughs> I don't have too much for movie news. I guess I could go first since it's so short. Sure. Um, again, like I just feel like the last few weeks have been really slow for me. Um, but I did see that Leslie Grace, who was playing Batgirl... Um, she has been releasing like some behind the scenes footage and she just keeps like sending it out. Okay. And, and this seems to be the case for a lot of these shows that are getting cut by HBO and by Warner brothers. Um, they just keep putting their content out there in other ways. Like, I mean, what do you expect? You know, right. like, people want to see the shows. So it's cool to be able to see parts of it, even though we can't see the whole thing. They did a screening of it a few weeks ago for the people involved. I know that. Cool. They, they were able to get together and watch the whole thing, just them. Um, nice. But the general public isn't going to be able to see it, which is sad. That's a bummer. Yeah. I think this is the best way for those involved to get their tape out there. You worked so hard on it, so at least show people the little clips that you can, and then have fans clamor to that other talent agencies and recruiters clamor to that for future roles right right and hopefully it works for them in the future because i mean the work that they put in it just again and we've said it time and time again uh it just is sad to see it just go be gone absolutely another one that i saw on twitter recently uh olin rogers who created the show final space it's like a animated space parody show like it's a comedy sort of thing and they it's satirical on other space shows um it has it's three seasons long and the creator spent like five years on this and now it's getting cut oh and as as a tax write-off like specifically he said in a statement on twitter that Mm -hmm. it's a tax write-off you know the five years that he put in is just being written off by the company (sighs) um and after the next few months, uh, it'll be off the international uh, Netflix market and everything. There's no physical copies left. Uh, there's no physical copies of season three. So it's just like it. your memory is all that there. And he said that in a statement. Your memory of the show is all that's going to exist. Wow. Which is crazy. Because like as kids, you know, we always had those times where we were like, oh, man, remember that one show? Like I... I just can't put my finger on it, but we could like look it up and find something. Yes, yeah, there's a way for this. Like you cannot, you won't be able to find anything on it. Wow, because there's no physical copies, and that's the case for a lot of these things being cut. Is there's no physical copies? There's no way to stream it. There's no links online. Mm-hmm. You can't just download it and upload it to YouTube or anything. It's it's gone. I can't even think of anything similar. I mean that's that's crazy. That is just very heartbreaking for those involved. That's yeah. That's just not fair. <laughs> it's really not. It's really not. That's so, horrible. Hopefully, I mean, I'm hoping that they there's some sort of fix to the situation that we're able to get the content out even at a later date or something. Um, I I don't I don't think it's fair to just have all this work these people put in be gone forever. You know. Yeah, you got to listen to their side of the story. You got to understand everything that went into it. You got to understand that there's a fan base. I mean, this thing just don't throw it in the trash. I don't know. It's there's going to be there's going to be people that want to see it and any way possible. There's going to be people that 
I want to get their hands on it. Right. And I mean, just sometime in the future, if it comes out later so that people can support it. And and it's weird to see it just keep happening when the company knows that the general public is not in support of any of these decisions. Right. At all. Like, they are very outwardly opposed to it. And they're just not slowing down. They just keep cutting things. And I think with social media, now everybody does have a voice. And they are outspoken, again, like you said, about things that they disagree with. That's the thing that... I guess people gravitate towards first is if you see something you don't like, speak up against it. I mean, there are people that speak positively about things going well, but more so if a decision is made that you don't support, you're going to hop online and voice your reasons because now you have that outlet. And that's also something that in some cases organizations have seen and have made changes, Uh, whether it's putting something back in theaters or something back on a streaming surface right uh yeah back in some aspect yeah it it does help petitions being signed change.org ones yeah Uh, um yeah there's ways now to go about it so for those that feel that strongly about it i guess continue to do so and just hope for the best right i mean that's really all you can do they they are not in charge of these decisions so if they were hopefully the 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 most we can hope for is that the the cuts stop soon and that we don't have to keep hearing about it. Yeah. Because that's, that's the worst part is just to see the new ones popping up each day or each week or whatever. The chopping uh, black. Yeah. yeah. Not good. All right. And that's it for me. So moving on to sports news. Yeah. So we have some legal stuff to get into and some suspensions to get into. So... Serious oh, stuff. boy. <laughs> I know. Sounds like a happy episode so far. Yeah, yeah, every week, folks. Yeah, so strap in. Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre is under investigation as more evidence comes out about him being part of Mississippi's massive welfare scandal. Oh, my goodness. State auditors have determined that $77 million in welfare funds have been misspent or stolen. Amid this scandal... Favre pushed for over $3.8 million of funds for a volleyball facility at University of Southern Mississippi. USM is where Favre played college football and his daughter was playing college volleyball. Reports have found that in 2017 and 2019, Favre was texting then-Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant in an attempt to keep pushing for funds for his project even after he was told doing so was illegal. There have been six people who have pleaded guilty in the civil trial. Neither Favre or Bryant are one of them at this time. However, one of them is Nancy New. New is a non-profit founder who helped Favre secure the funds for his project. Favre claims he did not know where the funds were coming from, and since he has repaid $1.1 million that he originally accepted for speeches that he never made. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of layers to this, I know. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like a, just a mess. Um, so why why doesn't he just pay for the, the the complex himself? He's got all the money. That's what people are saying. He was in the NFL for a long time, obviously a Hall of Famer, like I stated. Uh, he's also had endorsements. He's done Wrangler commercials. Maybe you've seen him on there. So he's made a lot of money in his career. He's made multi-millions of dollars so that's mostly what people are saying why steal funds from some of the poorest communities in one of the poorest states when you could actually be doing the opposite you could be helping these communities and helping the university if that's one of the things you choose to do right i mean he could he could just donate the money and then i don't know they build it and name it after him yep and that happens all the time yes um, I went to ISU and we just recently had a donation from a famous alumni who's an artist and they they donated like 12 million dollars mm-hmm. to the university and they renamed the entire school of fine arts after them Wansu Kim um, yep. so it, it's a thing it happens Absolutely, so yes. why, why <laughs> like he, he totally has the money you cannot tell me he does it so why embezzle funds when you are already rich 
Absolutely. You hear about these things happening, like you just mentioned. You also hear the opposite. You hear of athletes spending all their money, potentially going broke. I don't know if everyone's definition of broke is the exact same, but he's still a public figure to a certain extent. I know he does radio spots once a week. I think it's in Milwaukee since he played for the Packers for a long time. So haven't heard much reports about him struggling in that regard i would assume that he's more so in a position to do the former like you mentioned to be the one donating and have something named after him or at least maybe crowdsource maybe there's got to be other alumni from yeah other alumni or he says like i'll i'll donate this much i'll match donations up to this amount so that we can do it like something some sort of compromise I feel like if as soon as you hear that something's illegal, like yes. that's the point where you're like, oh, dang, okay, let's find another way to do this. Absolutely. You hear that it's illegal, and then you claim that you're not knowing where it's coming from. Some kind of some mixed reports. All of the text message exchanges are being presented in court. So, right. as of so right like now, all this the is, proof is right there. Yeah, as of right now, it's being recorded on Sunday and released on Wednesday, but it is not looking good. There's new developments pretty much every day, and there will be for the foreseeable future. Goodness. Sounds like a dummy. (laughs) I mean... We would never embezzle funds. No. I mean, we sure could use some of the funds for our podcast, but (laughs) we're going to take a more ethical and moral approach to how we find our, (laughs) our resources. And then we were touching on suspensions last week. You and I can have a discussion about both last week and what I'm going to present this week. So the Boston Celtics have suspended their head coach, Ime Odoko, for the entire 2022 and 2023 season for violating the team's code of conduct. Reports state that Udoko had an improper, intimate, and consensual relationship with a female member of the team's staff. There's two things I'd like to point out. First, he was engaged to actress Nia Long. And second, in my opinion, I said we would discuss this. This makes the fine and suspension we discussed last week seem as though that it's not enough. Yeah. So both are a one-year suspension at the moment. The other executive was fined, and this head coach is not being fined at all. But as it is right now, those two have the same amount of suspension, both a one-year suspension. All right. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see, like, because we talked about what's-his-face on the the Browns yes. a few weeks Deshaun ago. Watson, yes. And he didn't even get a full year. And his, I right. think, is even worse than both of these, right? So Deshaun Watson had 20-plus civil lawsuits filed against him. Sarver affected a whole organization of people with comments made and emails sent, and Udoko affected his relationship with this staff member, potentially other staff members, because there's a power imbalance there, and then obviously his other personal life outside of that. But I think you need to look at how many people are affected by this the trauma that is going to follow this and make better decisions on suspensions and fines i think we have discussed the other two and when we were we were saying that we felt that those suspensions were not long enough there's other people within nfl and nba also stating the same thing and i think this suspension says more about this one and less about the others if that makes sense right. I, yeah it, this yeah, I, I mean i guess you can't really compare them to each other in that aspect because i mean each case should be seen as an individual case yes this one i would say is the most on par and like i was saying in comparison if this is one season then the other should be two three five seasons should be multiple seasons. If if this is the standard that gets one, then the other standard should be set a lot higher. Yeah. So 
again this one i feel people might agree this is more appropriate makes the other ones seem far less appropriate less severe less serious yeah i mean like this one makes sense with the length but it, it seems like the other ones like i don't know i think they they need to go back to mm-hmm. the drawing board with how they punish certain things and what is what is the standard level what affects the length of time yeah and what is like the the fair amount of suspension to get for for different things yeah it is all case by case but i think at the end of the day you're making a statement for how you treat behaviors and kind of trying to address it for all future cases if this is something that you do if this is a situation you find yourself in this is the standard so you got you got to set that tone you got to let it be known that certain things are not going to be tolerated and this is how serious we take it right you lay down the law absolutely that way it doesn't happen again or like people know what will happen if they do that absolutely yes do what you can do your due diligence to prevent this in the future if if that works for certain people the the tactic of setting an example right and then we can end on a high note I do have some quick news about the MLB, some cool stuff happening. So St. Louis Cardinal baseball player Albert Pujols has already hit his 700th home run as we're recording this. And then, again, this is getting recorded on Sunday and released on Wednesday. So there could be a material change in this by the time it's released. But New York Yankees baseball player Aaron Judge is looking to hit his 61st home run this season, which is going to be a record within that organization, within the New York Yankees organization. 61? So, 61 for the season, that yes. seems low. Oh, for a single season. Single okay. season, yes. All right, that, that, that's pretty good. I yeah. mean, it's better than I could do, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the team high at the moment, so he's looking to tie it, and then maybe by the time this gets released or a little shortly after, um, he can exceed it. Yeah. So he will be the record holder for the New York Yankees. That'd be cool. I like I like hearing about new records. That's fun. <laughs> I know. There's some absolutely great athletes out right now. And no knock on anyone's from before, but there's just so much more resources now for them to train and recover and to just perform at such a high level. Right, right. All right. That's what I have for news. Speaking of fantastic athletes, oh, yeah. we can get right into it. Uh, we have our first Devin's Director Cut. Yeah, Devin's Director's Cut. Uh, this is the first time we're doing this on the show, Yep. so bear with us. <laughs> we're going to work through it and see, see how we can make it work. Uh, but essentially, Devin picks an athlete mm-hmm. that we think would be worthy of some sort of biopic. Um, and it doesn't have to cover like every aspect of his life or, or, or their life or her life, but it, it has to have specific plot points. We have to be able to make a biopic out of it. So it should be someone with, with some sort of exciting points that we could, we could chat about. Um, we're going to work on casting it and we're going to work on what would be those big points, those big movie moments that Hollywood would probably want to focus on. Yes. Uh, so, Devin, why don't you introduce us who we're talking about today? Yeah, so here's my pitch for you. So, the athlete I would like to make a documentary or biopic about, sorry, is under contract and plays quarterback in the NFL. He is under contract in the MLB, and he is under contract with FaZe Clan. So, a streaming video game type of team. So, oh. this athlete is Kyler Murray. Murray is a Korean-American and African-American NFL quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. He's in his mid-20, or sorry, early 20s, and he's around 5'10". He was selected first overall by the Cardinals in 2019, and as I mentioned, he was also selected in the MLB draft. The Oakland A's drafted him with the ninth overall pick. He's the only player to be selected in the top 10 of both the NFL and the MLB. There have been other players 
drafted in both, but not in the top 10 in both drafts. So lastly, he likes playing Call of Duty. As I mentioned, he is under contract with FaZe Clan. So much so that he gets questioned by observers whether he is fully committed to football or if he still has his mind on baseball, has his mind on video games. And people are questioning whether he's a jack of all trades or a master of one after all. So I would like to, for this movie, reflect him in a positive light because he has won Offensive Rookie of the Year, he is a two-time Pro Bowler, and he has made the postseason as an NFL athlete. And he's been doing well so far this season, so he just got a big contract extension. I think it's safe to say that he is an elite quarterback and that as time goes on that he's going to put some of these narratives about him to rest so I have other information if we will go there about his college career and NFL career thus far okay okay so Kyler Murray and of course I'm gonna look up some of these characters as we talk about them well not characters real people yes but uh, just so I can get a, a good picture of who who might be able to cast as that person yes the main character um, right here and we're gonna do our best of of getting accurate casting uh but there are there's some give and take that we do have to uh take into account because there's not always the the demographics at auditions there's not always the demographics in general um and so i'm gonna do my best here um kyler murray yes okay Okay, he's 5'10". Yep. 25, so he's young. Yep. Gotcha. Okay, so another... We're looking for another young... Someone who could play young. Um, yes. So when it comes to age for acting, there's usually give and take. You can mm-hmm. usually make someone look a little younger or older. Um, uh, okay, I, I guess this one's close enough. As of late, he's been looking a bit older, but I think there's definitely a way to make him look younger. It's things that could be done, yeah. Yeah, because Kyler Murray even, like... I mean... Yeah, I, I guess they look similar in age. They're around the same sort of age range. So I'm going to say okay. Donald Glover. Okay. We'll test, um, We'll say Donald Glover can play Kyler Murray. I know who that is. Um, Donald Glover's 39, Okay. So he's a little bit older, but I think they're still around that young adult age demographic. Once he like goes into forty, okay, maybe we might have to back <laughs> off there. But I'm gonna say, um, let's say Donald Glover for now, and they're around the same height, which is good. Donald Glover's five cool. nine, so good. That, that should work. That should work. Yeah, the reason I say around, and most of these are, is for athletes they do every single last centimeter. They'll say you're five ten and. One fourth, or they'll, they'll do it to an exact right. height. So I want to say he's on the lower side. He's just above that five ten. Right. No one's gonna watch the movie and be yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's he's five nine instead of five. It's it really is not gonna show that that badly one inch. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. Donald Glover. Let's do. Let's I like do it. Yeah, I know who that is. So we have a big name as the main character of this so off to a good start so we're gonna focus on college and he originally played at texas a&m okay so like i said he did play baseball as well um also is a chess player video game player he's got a lot of interests yes he does but in terms of this i think the route to take is focusing on how he is focused on NFL and football. So we're going to focus on that storyline. Right. Maybe some of those other things will be involved, but I want this to be the main focus because that's inevitably what he chose. Yeah, we'll definitely have like maybe some side things where he's like, sorry, I can't make chess practice. I got, I got a football game or something like that. I could see that yeah. being in the movie. Those will be, but those will be smaller aspects right compared to the a small part of the beginning probably yes so the main plot so we have him as a true freshman at texas a&m so he was the backup kyler murray was and uh-huh. 
Kyle Allen, who's a white 20 something year old quarterback who's about six foot three, was the starter ahead of him. Kyle Allen. Okay, let's take a look at him. All right. Okay, and he's around the same age then. Yep, 26. Gotcha. All right. Kyle Allen. He's got lighter hair. And this will only be a one-year snapshot, so don't jog your brain too much, I suppose. Right. When we get to the next stop, the next university he played at, he was there for longer. So this is kind of just the... The humble beginnings. He was a backup, and he had somebody starting in front of him. Now, the starting quarterback is always looked at as a mentor to a backup, especially at the college level. So he will have an important part in this story, especially in the beginning, but it will be a shorter part. Right, right. Okay, let me uh, let me just do an age check real quick. Sure. Let's see... Uh... Just make sure that this 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 guy works, cause I think I think they look kind of similar, and I think um, they could be a good fit. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty close in age. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth. So not not Chris, not Thor, oh, but his brother okay. Liam. Okay. Uh, he's a bit younger. Yeah. And um, I mean, even looking at the the two two folks. You got, he's got like the short beard. He's got the the blue eyes, just like, yeah, just like he has. So I think that that Liam Hemsworth would be a good fit for that one. Agree, agree. Can't wait till there's a visual part to this. Podcast. Yeah, if we Can't, had a video, it would help a yeah, lot. Yeah, video, teleprompter, something. Okay, so let's Folks. stick. Kyle Allen will be played by Liam Hemsworth. Great. So. Eventually, later on in the season, Murray did get his chance to start. So, good for Murray. Positive for the story. Still at Texas A&M. That's what we're discussing. And the coach at that time was Kevin Sumlin. So, he is a black 50-something-year-old head coach. I cannot find height or anything, but you're going to yeah, be no looking height, at him huh? up and doing your due diligence. Kevin Sumlin. Okay. I got pictures. Yep. I'm looking. So keep telling us more while I do some research here real quick. Yeah, so Kyler Murray being a freshman in college at the time, again, a, a baseball player and a football player, also did the same in high school. Still making that decision of what he can do or what he will do. I believe that he was not able to play baseball at Texas A&M, so he chose to transfer. We'll get into that shortly after. But a coach is always going to be an influential person in your life, kind of steer you towards what you want to do and motivate you. So this coach being his head coach at a pivotal time in his life, Still deciding, is it football? Is it baseball? I would still like to pursue baseball. Give that a chance. He plays a part in his development at a a younger age. Still trying to figure things out. Right, okay, okay. Let's see. Ah, Man, I'm between a couple different ones for this one. (laughs) Um, And this, again, will be a one-year snapshot because he'll be transferring. Yeah, how old is... How old is someone he's, at the he's time? In his, he's in his 50s. Okay, so he's a bit older. Yes. Um, More of your experienced wisdom. Right, so we want guy. someone who's who's at least uh, a little bit older. How? What's his personality like? Can you tell me that? <clears throat> That'll help me narrow down a, an actor here. So I'm not that familiar with college football. I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but I know that he's... Climbed up coaching trees to, in order to get to a head coach position. So you usually start as a grad assistant, work your way to being a position coach, a coordinator, and then a head coach. I know that right now he coaches in it's either the AFL or the USFL. He has since 
been coaching in one of those other professional leagues. So he's one that no matter where, who he's working for or how, how he's doing it, he wants to work in, in the game of football. He wants to inspire college players, professional players in other leagues trying to get into the NFL. So he really likes the young up and coming okay. uh, talent and he wants to do everything he can to get them to the level they want to be, which okay. is the NFL. Gotcha. All right, then I think, and let me do an age check on him as well, just to make sure that I'm not going too young or too old. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that'd that be pretty comparable. I think I'm going to go with Jamie Foxx. Nice. I think Jamie Foxx would be good. Uh, he's got, he can play that more serious, like, coaching role. He can command a scene while also being lighthearted. So yeah. I feel like Jamie Foxx would be a good good fit for the coach yeah so he did eventually get to start this is murray's first experience playing college football and that's important for him in his development he did want to transfer somewhere where he was able to play both football and baseball but his play is what was going to determine whether or not a school would want him to transfer there and play as a quarterback and also play baseball so this was an important year for him i I like that i like that coaching cast member i I think that's a good fit nice so moving onward so the next year in 2016 if if i didn't not mention the year before was 2015 at texas a&m okay so murray transferred to oklahoma so same thing as texas a&m he started his career there as a backup behind Baker Mayfield, who is a 20-something-year-old white quarterback who is about six foot one, so taller than Murray uh, by a few inches. So I okay. think that's worth noting. Looking at his picture, he seems like a little bit of a goofball, huh? Little bit corky guy. He's quirky. Definitely. Okay, uh, that helps. That helps. Like a hundred percent himself. <laughs> you know, not afraid to say what's on his mind i mean even in media it's just one of those guys that that that's that's baker you know that's yeah he's unapologetically himself okay i think i know who's (laughs) gonna play him all right let's Um, hear it so i'm gonna go with jake johnson okay in case you don't know him he he played uh nick miller on new girl okay i believe he was also in the most recent the, the into the Spider Verse movie, I want to say. Okay. Yeah, he played Peter B. Parker, the older one, which is a little more weathered and like he has, he's just good with quips and he's like a goofy kind of guy. So I feel like he would be good for that role, if, if you're saying that Baker's quirky, for um, sure. And they do kind of, you know, I feel like they they could resemble each other with some some makeup, and such, and uh, age wise, you know. We might struggle in yeah, that department. He, he but looks, he's a little bit older for sure, but um, you know, with makeup and stuff, we can we can de-age or age characters kind of easily. Maybe some CGI. At least a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> CGI his face on Jake Johnson, and that's what we'll do. But, yeah, that I, I think that's a good fit. I think I've heard a little bit about him, and that's good because... Baker started 2016 and 2017 with Murray being the backup, being able to play both football and baseball. But it's not so much about Murray as it is about Baker. Baker was... Baker was, in 2017, the Heisman Trophy winner for college football. So that's essentially the MVP, the highest award for college football. And then in the 2018 draft, got drafted number one overall. So it is not, again, a knock on Murray that he was not starting. It's a boost for Baker that he was accelerating in his position and was definitely not in a position to lose it. And he got drafted first overall by the Browns. So nice. went okay. straight to the NFL. Again, as we mentioned, that's 
two years in time, and a starting quarterback is always a good mentor for a backup quarterback. And then, speaking of mentors, we have the head coach of the team, Lincoln Riley. He is a white, 30-something-year-old coach. Again, could not find the height. Lincoln Riley, okay. Let me look him up. So this guy, again, not that big of a college football guy myself, but I do know that he's known for offense. He was a former quarterback, and he's definitely an offensive mind. Those Oklahoma teams, we're going to get into exactly how well Kyler did in 2018 as the starting quarterback uh, the year before he got drafted. But with both Baker and Murray in that three-year span, they had some great offenses. They had games where they were passing for over 500 yards a game. So a very smart guy that was able to teach Murray and Baker both a lot that helped them accelerate in college football and inevitably helped them get to where they wanted to go in the NFL and in the draft. As I stated, both were first overall picks, both Kyler and Baker. Uh, we'll get exactly into how that 2018 season went, but how's your casting going? Okay, this one's a little bit harder for me, that's for sure. Hmm. Um, let's see. <clears throat> After this, we'll be done with college. We'll just have a few more in the NFL. and Good, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, um... <clears throat> You know he's got he's got a good smile. He's got a winning smile, so that helps. Yes. Do you know anything else about his personality? Is he more lighthearted? Is he more harsh? Looks like a family man, judging by his Twitter picture. <laughs> yeah, uh, family man. I think personable guy. Uh, one of those. Again, still don't know that much, but I would guess he's got. He's kind of climbed to the top early to be a head coach so early in age. He's been influenced early on, and he uses said influence. He wants to pass that onward. So he's received a lot of good information, a lot of wisdom early on, and he wants to make sure that he can pass that on however possible to quarterbacks, wide receivers, anybody he comes in uh, cross his path with he wants to influence them okay okay so he's he's a hard driven yes results driven too i would say yeah and and a family man pretty nice tries to instills values let's do let's have ryan gosling play him that'd be fun sure yeah why not ryan gosling as uh Lincoln Riley. Some big budget so far, huh? Yeah. We're going to be paying these actors a lot. Nice. I'm going to throw Ryan Gosling in the mix for that one, I think. Let's do it. So, Ryan Gosling, that's who helped Donald Glover. (laughs) Ryan Gosling (laughs) Uh, and Donald Glover. Have a tremendous 2018 season. So, as we said, Baker won the Heisman Trophy and then got drafted first overall. Wouldn't you know it? Kyler did the same thing. He also won the Heisman Trophy the one year that he got to start. And that obviously was a terrific season for him. Got drafted first overall, like we stated. Arizona Cardinals. So that year... Yeah, it really seems so far with the story, it's really like a good comeuppance sort of thing. Like the growth of someone doing something they're passionate about, which is something that a lot of sports films focus on. Yes. So that's good. And you also have the influences of the the coaches and uh, the other people along the way who end up becoming big faces too. Uh, so that that creates the connections for those in the audience to be like, oh yeah, that's right, that's that's Baker. Like yes. he's he's on this team now. That's crazy that they played together in college. Absolutely. You know? So I, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. So in that same vein, you're talking about college teammates. Um, we're going to have to fast forward a bit for this, but somebody that he now plays with in the NFL, he also played with in college. So the Arizona Cardinals traded for Malcolm Brown, who is a black wide receiver who is about five foot nine. So 
They were both Oklahoma Sooners, and now they are both Arizona Cardinals. And this was a trade that both of those organized with the organizations involved. To they, He said he wanted to play with his former college teammate. He had a great season with him, and he wanted to continue that in the NFL. Again, you were speaking of these coaches, these quarterbacks, influencing him. So he did inevitably choose the NFL over the MLB. Uh, MLB, they have some larger contracts, although it takes further into your career to get them. They have some larger contracts than the NFL. It's less of a contact sport than the NFL. So many were questioning his decision. Many were saying, well, I would have rather done this. Well, I mean, not many people are in that position. So... Again, I think this movie will reflect some of the people that influenced his decision, it being the coaches and the players. So that's why, like you were saying, a lot of these people are important for the plot. Right, right. Mm. Okay, tell me more about um, Malcolm Brown. So, what, What's he like? Because you said Baker's more quirky. Yeah. What's, uh, what's Malcolm Brown like? Malcolm Brown, or I almost called him Hollywood Brown. They call him Hollywood. That's his nickname since college. I think there was a radio host that started calling him Hollywood. And that's kind of the thing. I mean, he can have some huge plays. You and I have discussed football a little bit on here. I mean, catching a 50, 60-yard pass and taking it to the house. Very fast guy and kind of a star when he has those big plays I mean, he just lights up. The team lights. Everybody lights up when Hollywood's making a big play. Okay. So, so they call him Hollywood. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to pick a good actor for him. I would say, yeah. Some, uh, someone that just makes people happy. Someone that kind of lights up the room a bit. What about uh, Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, let's what do, do think it. Of him? Yeah. Do I mean, he's been, know, in, some, yeah, he's he's been, been in some big roles stuff. before. He's, He's got a bright face. He's got a good smile. Yeah. Yeah, while he's Those. he's played a couple villains before, he's also played good guys. I think that he's he's good. Get him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's versatile. Yes. You know, which I mean, it sounds like Hollywood's pretty versatile as well. He's able to get yes. the, the big wins and then play dramatically, so. Yeah. Yeah, many things go into having a nickname and being a playmaker for your team it's just one of those things you get the ball in his hands and see what he can do in order to get your team to win and then i know this has been a long day of casting for you i do have one more so as i sure am tired (laughs) from all this casting (laughs) Uh, you'll be getting paid handsomely don't you (laughs) when the movie does so well oh yeah so they had a head coach prior to murray being drafted but the year that he was drafted, they also hired a new coach. So, new quarterback, new coach at the exact same time. Okay. So, Cliff Kingsbury is a white NFL head coach who is about 40-something years old. And I was able to find his height. He's about 6'3". So, I would assume they mentioned that because he's above average height. Probably he is, yeah, the... He looks tall as heck. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Probably the other coaches were... About average height. That's probably why it just it blended in. wasn't wasn't something notable that really stuck out. But six six three is pretty pretty tall. It's considerably tall, I would say. Now this guy, we've said, we've mentioned coaching trees before. Another offensive guy who rose through the ranks and rose through the ranks kind of early. His is a little interesting because. He predominantly coached in college and then was a head coach in the NFL. Usually you'll see one, I mean, eventually you'll get from college to the NFL if that's your goal, but there's a lot that stick just to coaching college football and a lot that stick to if they can get in the NFL, they stick to just doing NFL football. It's two totally different skill sets. So with college football, there's recruiting involved. They're younger men that kind of need to be shaped. Their personalities, attitudes, work ethic need to be shaped. And you can, I guess, influence them 
Whereas in the NFL, now you're coaching grown men. They're kind of, I shouldn't say set in their ways, because uh, that kind of has a negative connotation, but they're set in the ways of they know how to treat their bodies, they know how to train, they know how to recover, they know themselves by now. So you have less influence. So it's just two different personalities and skill sets, but he was one that was able to go from college football to the NFL and have some early success so far. Okay. Okay. And I looking at pictures of him, he seems like a more serious man. He I would say, like yeah. More like he takes the game seriously. He also has high expectations for himself and the organization has high expectations for him. They brought him in again as an offensive coach to accelerate the Cardinals. They've made the postseason once, but they have Super Bowl aspirations with Murray as their quarterback and Cliff Kingsbury as their coach. So with that level of expectations, you got to hold yourself to that level of, you know, you need to be that serious. You need to take that, you know, look yourself in the mirror, look at your team and just address everything in a serious manner every single day. Right. Okay. Well, I'm between a couple for this one. Let's, Let's see. So I'm looking at um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Colin Farrell. Okay. Do you know who he is? Gyllenhaal sounds more familiar, yeah. but <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. He does a lot of like indie films, but he was also in. Uh, he was in Spider-Man as okay. Mysterio. If you watch that one, um, maybe Colin Farrell has been in a couple bigger movies. Um. Oh, man. This guy's tough. Gerard Butler would work, too. I guess one thing that's worth noting, again, we said serious coach plays a big part in how he, he is performing in the NFL. I think you've done a good job casting so far those college coaches and those college players that inevitably helped him make his decision between NFL football and MLB baseball. Not to say that casting this person is not important, but this will be more towards the end of the story when he's already made his decision and people already see him as a somewhat successful athlete already, being a Heisman Trophy winner and a first overall pick and the starter in your first year as a quarterback because that doesn't always happen. Sometimes you sit out half the year or a full year in order to study the game at the new level. Right. Um, he's already kind of looked at as the guy and obviously has a different role, but they look at Kingsbury as the guy in his own regard, but less influence because Murray's already made his decision. Um, there may be some things in there about playing video games, Call of Duty, but I think the play does the talking for Murray. So... Right. Okay. Um. Let's just go with Gerard Butler because I think that'd be okay. fun. I, he's a Scottish actor, so we might have to work with some dialect work. Okay. Um. But I, I feel like he could do a. He, he's pretty good with with changing his voice when he needs to. So, I, I think he he should be able to do pretty well. Yeah. Between the the two of them. Nice. Yeah, see I, think, I think it's similar, here. yeah, seeing the side-by-side, side, which, I mean, you at home can't see, so you'll have to look it up yourself. Um, <laughs> which I'm sure you've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Gerard Butler can be our casting choice for the, the final coach there. Great. So, yeah, in terms of football, us focusing on that, that is what I have. Obviously, somebody else can do the rest of the casting you've worked hard right. but we got a lot of the meat and potatoes out of the way yeah we so got looking good... at the, the plot you you see his humble beginnings as someone with a lot of different interests at texas a&m transfers to oklahoma you get yep. more of the story there and then when he finally gets into the more professional football sort of league yep uh it's just really a build-up movie just seeing absolutely the progression uh, there doesn't always have to be this sad twist or some sort of heartbreak. Um, it could be something that's just positive all the way through. I, I think that's fine. Yeah, there might be a little tug on the heartstrings. Like you said, maybe he is overcommitted at one point in time. Maybe it's chess, video games, baseball. 
inevitably he has to make a choice. So right. maybe he has to miss something and prioritize another thing. Maybe he loses some friends because of that. Uh huh. Like we don't we don't know the full story, exactly. but you know, Hollywood usually plays some strings there too. Absolutely. So they might throw in someone who didn't actually exist. Uh-huh. To be like, Tyler, how could you not go to chess practice <laughs> last night? Absolutely. Some sort of made up uh, best friend or we something. We can't be friends anymore, Tyler. You won't play chess. You won't get on COD. You won't come to baseball practice. Yes. So yeah. They'll they'll find a way to tug at the heartstrings. Yeah. It's definitely. The ball's in their court now, but I I think you did great job of casting it i I would watch that movie yeah thanks i'm a genius (laughs) (laughs) all right folks so speaking of um the segments we should address the fact that next month is a new theme and of course revolving back to our first segment but Wes, we're thinking spooky season yeah it's spooky season baby so october we are (laughs) casting your spooky, scary, maybe creatures and demons and monsters and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Going all all out with the Halloween theme uh, because, of course, it's October. So, you know, you might see, like, Jack Skellington hop into the fray. Yep. Maybe maybe Lucifer himself. You know? <laughs> all sorts of different characters that we can pull from, uh, from Halloween specials of shows or from mm-hmm. shows that are more, like, demonic in, in nature or or like horror movies and everything. I think horror that could movies. be a lot of fun. Yep, monsters. Yeah, we'll have uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, you know, playing some sports. Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael yeah. Myers. Yep. You know, they're, they're all uh-huh. gonna be there playing sports together. <laughs> Absolutely, and that that'll be a scary sight. Yeah. So we will be doing. We're in the midst of it. We'll be doing football. We'll be doing a contact sport with right. all of these ghosts and ghouls. Back to football. Yep. Super fun. Yes. So next segment is going to be, as always, two truths and one lie. Oh boy. So Wes, Ooh. how about you, you kick want us me to off? Go first? Yep. Okay. Alright, so when Marvel was first doing their Iron Man movie and casting, there was a lot of like, man, who's gonna play Iron Man? Because this has to be like the the spawning point of the MCU. Like while Hulk came out first, Iron Man was the main focus to start the cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. And they were like, man, who's going to play this this character, this titular character of the entire series? Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, you know, they landed on Robert Downey Jr. Oh, but I thought that was going to be the question. There were a lot of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not making it easy for you. <laughs> there were a lot of other actors that they were considering for the role. So... Of these three actors, which oh. one was not considered for the role of Tony Stark? Hugh Jackman, hmm. Tom Cruise, hmm. or Daniel Craig? Hmm. Man, I'm going to sound really rude here, potentially. Oh, yeah? <laughs> um, I feel like I've heard of all three of those. Yeah. Um... Some We've more... talked about, I think, all three on the show at some point. Yes, that's probably what it is. So there's one I've heard more about than the others, as of right now, just because of a recent film that came out. So Tom Cruise, bit of a shorter guy. We were just talking about casting. Right. And there's not every single thing has to be particular. Some things can be like age and a couple other things can be changed, your hair length and stuff. But right. I don't know exactly how tall he is, but I assume some of these other guys are taller. I, I again, he's been like the main character in some really action-based movies, but again, I'm just I'm profiling here and I'm saying <laughs> that based on maybe height differences and stature that they are looking for that maybe Tom Cruise did not receive that phone call. Um actually Tom Cruise was one of the people uh, offered the role. Oh, I'm pretty wow. sure from what I was reading. He he Yikes. was like like first choice and then it went down to Downey Jr. I want to say. Uh but he turned it down. Yikes. Um the person on that list who was not considered for the role of Iron Man was Daniel Craig. He was actually considered for the role of Thor. Ah, okay. Which he didn't get either. So, I mean, he didn't 
go for. I don't didn't know. Didn't go for it. But, I mean, the way it is right now, speaking of casting, the people doing casting for the Marvel movies are some of the best <clears throat> casting directors ever. Like, the way that they, they have casted the characters just fits the character so well mm-hmm. and fits the story so well. So... It's really amazing casting on their side. So I don't think it would be the same. The whole universe would not be the same if Tom Cruise was was. <laughs> I just don't feel it. It's a little bit of also what I was thinking too. But again, don't know that much about him. Know that he's been in the news because of the recent film coming out. But hey, he's a good actor. Yeah, and he does his own stunts. So that's, that's pretty cheap. cool. But then again, <laughs> I don't really know if that's necessary for Iron Man. Right, right, with CGI and everything. Absolutely. So, hmm, I tried. Yep. Took my shot in the You're dark. You're wrong. So, yep. what, what, what does that leave you at? Two and two for the month. Two and two? So, that makes you an automatic winner. This yes. even. Yes. I'm still going to answer it, though. What am I at? You are three, three and oh. Three and oh? Yep, okay. so you could either go a four and oh, which has never been done in the history Ooh, of our yes. show, or a, a three and one. I, I forget last month's, we're going to reset after this month but you have a chance to potentially make history here i know make for a fact there has been <laughs> i know for a fact there has not been 4 and 0 um, let's see if i can stump you here so in more sports news the nhl preseason has started on september 24th okay so each nhl team has an ahl so an american hockey league team affiliate that they can use as a farm team they have players on this team and if there's an injury on their team they can pull somebody from this team to then play in the nhl okay that's pretty cool yes so i'm going to go down the list and then one of these teams they're all nhl and ahl teams but one of these is not the affiliate of said team. Okay. <clears throat> so the Chicago Wolves are the AHL affiliate to the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. The Milwaukee Admirals are the AHL affiliate to the Nashville Predators. And right. the Tucson Roadrunners are the AHL affiliate to the Arizona Coyotes. Well, I mean, Tucson's in Arizona, so that makes sense. Yep. Chicago Wolves, I've heard of. I'm pretty sure that's true. Okay. Why would the Admirals... Because you said Milwaukee? Milwaukee Admirals. Milwaukee and Nashville? Nashville, I mean, I guess they're both in the Midwest, but that Mm -hmm. that doesn't really make sense to me. Um, Huh. And what was the Arizona one again? Tucson. And they just go by... For the NHL team, Arizona. So it's been Phoenix, and it's been Arizona, and they've switched between the two. Um, But as of right now, it's the Arizona Coyotes and the Tucson Roadrunners. Hmm. Let's see. I'm probably going to overthink this because I feel like this could go one of two ways. You gave that one in the middle because you knew that it it sounded like a long shot and you wanted to trick me with it. Um. Or you didn't realize that I knew Tucson was in Arizona, but then you just admitted that it was. So I'm going to say the Arizona one's the lie. The Arizona one is not the lie. Dang it. You were correct on your right. train of thought. No. <laughs> so the Chicago Blackhawks actually have the Rockford Ice Hogs. Oh, really? As their AHL affiliate. So yeah, there's. So I was wrong in both of my two, There's two teams in Illinois. Um. Believe it or not, the Chicago Wolves are the AHL affiliate to the Carolina Hurricanes. So How did the they decide this? Why, why is it so far away? That I don't know. Um, I'd have to do more research. I believe there's actually only 26 or 28 teams in the AHL to the 30 in the NHL. So I believe there is some crossovers. Maybe there's some... So a couple share? Yes. All right. But I know that there's some that are predominantly the alignment you know the ahl team and the nhl team those are the teams and milwaukee admirals national predators that is one tucson road runners and arizona coyotes that is one so i i do remember seeing that carolina potentially had multiple um 
and then the Wolves being one of them. But yeah, well, Rockford, they got a team over there. You learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you stumped me. I guess I didn't get that 4-0, and all, but... Yeah, I, I got the three and one, and I win this month. Yeah, yes, you do. I love I, winning. I did have to make this one a little bit more difficult. I couldn't <laughs> let you get the record. Not this month. So maybe next month. Maybe next maybe month. Maybe next month. It resets, folks. But thanks again for listening. Glad you all got to see the very first Devin's director cut. We will be doing again all segments this month, all four. Looking forward to it for spooky season. Spooky, yes, (laughs) for October. So, yeah, this one's going out on the 28th, and you can expect to hear from us again. We've got another special announcement for our first October episode, so stay tuned for that. As always, you can find me on Twitter at WSkimMilk. Devin, where can they find you? You can find me at DevinLang32 on Twitter for NFL fantasy football content and more. And, of course, you can find this podcast on W Skim Milk, Spotify, iTunes, you know, anywhere you find um, your podcast. But make sure you're looking for our new name, If It Has a Score. All right. So listen up. We hope that uh, you join us again next week and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Yes, folks. Thanks again. If It Has a Score is available on all your favorite podcasting providers, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Shoot Your Shot Sports, and more. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.